0: Buddy, I've got um, a pair of questions for you if that's that thing. Um last year, pandemic, ownership drama, um, uh, in the end of the season, you obviously out of envision and want feel like you're, you're playing for uh, uh, four in 2021 because they're all riding on this season and specific the start of the season for your success as the season
1: yeah, I think as a, as a competitor, you know, we we all would like to make sure that we uh, have a better season than last year, uh, 100%. That includes myself, my staff, the club, and, and the players, all of us together, I think, have the same mindset. No one here was happy. No no one here likes to, to not make the playoffs. Um, and so, you know, as competitors, you quickly get back to it and, and rethink things and ask yourself questions and first you know a lot of reflection going on and then you start making changes as a club and and you know some naturally happen because contract expirations retirements da da, da and then other you know you, then you have to bring in some new blood and at that point in time we try to control that we bring in guys that, that can help us and, and give us some new spirit you know um, liven up the thing so yeah uh you know we're excited and it, it's important it's important that we start i, I wouldn't put so much on the um, emphasis on on the results. Of course, the results is something that, that you want it to be three points every single time. That's a given. But I think our main focus has, has been the, the quality of training, the commitment to training, the hard work that we give every day, and a positive environment. And we believe with that on a day to day basis, in the long term, will be beneficial for us as a, as a collective. Alex, you're all welcome?
2: Pretty good afternoon. Um when you kind of look holistically at your roster. What position group are you most excited about? It, you think has the most potential to be impactful. This season?
1: Well, with the with everybody, you know, we we're we're excited with the whole team. Where you know we have some new blood there that will will challenge for a starting spot in the goalkeeping. You know, everyone everyone's you know had high praise of Ochoa. You know, he has a high ceiling, he's an academy kid. It's always exciting as a club that one of, one of the players that so many people uh, invested energy and time in his development. You, you want nothing but success for him. Uh, I like um, the, the quality of how our, defend, our team is defending with bringing Pablo onto our coaching staff has added some good little details that will go a long way. I know that's a little generic because I know you're waiting for individuals, but I think that's a huge one for us. Um our, I think our center mids, it's a competition and, and when they're all at their best, it makes a team better. Um, and you know, w- when you add, talk about the new additions, new additions like Rubio will be beneficial. He puts, there's a competition there with himself, Douglas and Bobby Wood when they get there, gets here. Uh, Anderson, you know, some good energy, um, someone that we wanted a, a year ago, weren't able to get now back, so excited with that. And then there's just some little pieces here and there. You know, Brody is an exciting little player that I, I know since the academy who's kind of had to take the, the long road like myself and, and go through every stage of this. He's done academy. He's done collegiate soccer. He's all of a sudden done Monarch, and now he's finally at the first team. And, and, and you watch him train every day, and you see why, you know, someone that loves, loves the sport and, and, and just enjoys being out here every single day, and that's, that's great to see because I think it rubs off on the rest of the group. And then I'm just excited as a whole collective because you know, I, I've said this and mentioned it many times. The group has been very committed uh, prior to preseason on, on getting themselves fit, um, getting themselves uh, technically sharper before the preseason started, and, and and it's 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 been nothing but hard work and positive work and unity from the guys.
2: Alfredo.
0: I don't have questions Okay, much? Thank you, operator. <coughs> Tom, your line's open. Hey Fred, do you, uh, sorry, do you hear me? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um from your experiences a year ago
1: And I, I bet you every coach in the in, in the world of football would would answer the same way. It's it's important. Um, I would say we had depth last year, but now I think the important question is it's not just about depth; it's about quality depth. So, meaning, for example, last year we had Aaron, um, and then we had um, um, I'm I'm. I'm I forgot his name, I'm um, the Trinidad boy, um, Alvin, sorry. We had Alvin Jones, and, and because of international and all that, the, so then we didn't have the quality of depth. We would have to make up some things in moments, right? So then this year, the excitement, right, when you're talking about, you were looking for depth, but quality depth, you know you have a Brody who's tested. He's, he's, a, he's a good enough guy to push uh, Aaron and get the best out of Aaron on the week to week. And if we need to rest Aaron, like you said, uh, Brody could step in there. We also have someone that we really scouted and watched in and, and, and Brett you know, Halsey and, and watched him in his collegiate and got, he got good references for him. So we made sure we drafted him to give us that depth. And he, he, he was injured and some things and now he's back to training. And you're, we're starting to see some things that we like. So the importance of depth is even more important when there's quality behind it. it. Goes to the number nine position where last year we felt like we had to make things up and we only had Dougie someone that was really his first full year of, of, of first team football. And we put a lot of weight on his shoulders and he did well with it. Uh, but I thought at times it was unfair because he you know, it, he was still on the learning curve of this and getting up to speed of it. And uh, now we have the luxury and the club has done a good job. The front office has done a great job. Now we, we're going to have uh, Bobby Wood. We have uh, Douglas and we have Rubio. And then you always have a, a Demir. So now you're really thinking about if we have to um, rest players and do some rotations, which you will. Uh, that they're we're, we're putting in just is just as good as quality, and same in the midfield, we have some luxuries. I think uh, Beasler's very uh, really coming to own last year his own last year, and now and you see him more confident, more of a leader this year. Portillo. and then you have Everton, Pablo, Demir, and Albert, who are all center mids, and and I think you you get good footballers in there uh, whenever their numbers called. That will help the team get results that we want. So. The, the importance of the quality of depth is important, and I think in the last few years we've talked about depth, and I know people say we've had the deepest roster and this and that. I think you're, and there, it was true to some extent, but I think you're now starting to see true quality and depth, and that's important. We're not quite there yet, but you're seeing a very, uh, you're seeing in some spots that there really is that competition in there that will make, it, any team that has any sort of success needs that quality of a second player in that position that can be put in at any time and take advantage of and play a long string of games and, and the level not drop. Next question comes from Jeff. If
0: you've got a question, use the raise hand function. Jeff, you line's
1: up. Jeff, you don't have a question? Jeff,
0: you're <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I'm the old For years and years, uh, Kyle Beckerman, Nick Armando, faces of the franchise, now you have new guys stepping into that leadership role, Demir, Albert, are those guys ready for that and how do you feel they're doing in that position as being kind of the faces and the leaders of this team moving forward?
1: Yeah, they're ready for it. They are ready for it last year. They are ready for it before. Demir was a captain before he came to us. Um, Albert has captained some sides before he came to us, so... Um We definitely you know when you talk about those names like Raimondo and beckerman it's 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 it 's icons of the club and and it 's hard to replace those type of players and that type of personality um, but then then just like any team in the world and any club they you know there's there 's a cycle that comes in, and and so now that cycle is there's there 's new guys that that are natural leaders, and so now the stage is for them to help lead the team in any way possible it can be verbally. The communication the, the the emotional guy the one that drives the group and it can be also some guy you know that like to do it with actions and uh, for us any any way is welcoming we also can't forget that you know the other leaders like a marcelo um who who shows by example like a the young guys that or I, I shouldn't even say young anymore but you know the the guys that we've said for years are young and now they've played a lot of games like like justin glad and Aaron era that i think it's time for them to take more of a uh, a, a leadership role in their own way, and, and, and hold themselves uh, accountable on a day to day. So then they can hold everyone else accountable. And, and when you, I think when you have a good collective leadership group, um, th- then then it's it's not all put the weight's not all put on one person, and you can really drive the culture and the team in the direction that you want to go to. In this case, we have like a, a, a Justin Merrill, we have uh, Beasler, guys like that that have been in the league for a while now that can continue to 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 give, be an example for the group, so there can be um, a collective understanding of where we want to be at on a day-to-day. Alex,
2: your line is open. Freddie, you were talking about depth earlier and quality of, quality of depth. Um, you know, it seems like you have like a host of forwards slash wingers and a host of midfielders, and maybe like some positions in terms of the back line might be where the team could use some more depth. we that's, that's some of the conversation that's going on around the team or about the team, I should say. Um, what would your kind of like ideal depth be in terms of the back line? Like how many left backs would you like to have available? How many center backs? How many right backs?
1: Yeah, I think for the, the, the and that's a different, that's a question that would be answered differently by, by different clubs. We're, we're definitely a club that we, we, we know that we develop from within. We want to bring from within and, and we have an academy and hold it to a high regard as, and, and as well as our second team in the Monarchs. So for us, I think two per, per, uh, position, um, very important of high quality player. Um, with that said, I think a third in some in some regards where you're now that third is potentially an academy young kid that's getting that experience uh, would be ideal, um, but for sure that and if that academy kid happens to be the quality that we want and he, you know, he's already at that level, then he could be the second. The age really doesn't matter. It's just a matter of the quality that we have in that position. And I think we're, 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 we're pretty close to getting there. We're, we're pretty close to getting there. I think we're you know, still missing a center back here and there, um, potentially another attacking piece. Um, but I think, the, again, like I said, I think the club has done quietly with all the restrictions we have financially and all that. I think we've done a pretty good job with, with uh, putting a pretty good roster uh, that will be competitive um, in the league. And hopefully you know, a couple of pieces here and there will really take us over the top. But as
0: you're well aware, things of tough clubs, including itself often play a very different strategy and game when like playing on the road as opposed to at target. Uh, I've scouted Minnesota and the 4-0 loss they sustained to Seattle, do you feel like you have a pretty good understanding, a pretty good sense as to what to expect? Or is there still that unknown because they played on the road and it's really still early in the year? Where are you at? You're entering this day, this weekend. You know,
1: Coach Heath has done a ma- an amazing job since he got there. And, and, you know, when you're talking about roster building, I think he's one of those that everyone's been patient with it, front office and himself, they've been patient now. He's, I think, in his fifth year. and They've really, little by little, have built that roster, and I think we're in that path as well, right? Um, we're building that roster. And, and and he's now got this team where he's, he's, he plays on the road starting last year. I think he played on the road the same as he would play at home. Now, I know, I know you say some teams do, and we do at moments, but we don't as much as as, as the outsiders think change the, the game plan. What, what tends to happen on the road is there is is there there is a psychological part, I would say, uh, going on the road. But the other part is it's just naturally, you know, the travel and all that, it takes a while to get into it. So it always seems like the attacking team uh, is more aggressive, and they are, right? And they should be because they're at home, they're more well-rested, they have fans behind them, um, they're defending their, their city and everyone there. So... There's a little bit of that. So naturally, I think sometimes it's not necessarily a game plan to be defensive. It's just the opponent. Uh, there's value to the opponent and what they bring. And, and you have to adapt to that. Uh, but knowing uh, Coach Heath and the way he coaches his team, they're a they're a very hard-working team. Uh, he's added some interesting pieces that it's changed their dynamic, like Reynoso, who I think at first they were very well-structured and they knew how they were hard-working. And now they have some very good football to them that can unbalance you at any moment with Finley, with with the new Avila guy with uh that got subbed in the other day they have a lot they have a good good center mid, they brought in Trep like it's a good team and i and, and when i watched them against Seattle in the first 25 30 minutes they were they weren't acting like they were away from home um and and and, and created some situations and were in in, in uh, um the attacking half and putting the opponent under pressure and i don't expect anything any different when going to Minnesota we've played Minnesota we i think we played them 3 times last year if i'm not mistaken the year before that, I think two or three times as well. Like We know Minnesota well. We, we respect them. Like Any team we play against them, and, and they're always a very well coach and it's a team that got to the semi-final of the Western Conference. so It's it's a quality quality side at home um, and I, I wouldn't expect a team that uh, any different than what we saw in those first 20-30 minutes uh, against Seattle. Alex, your line's open. Freddie, what
2: intrigues you just about league as a whole this year obviously Austin's coming in a lot of people are picking LAFC to win it all people have said RSL's not gonna make the playoffs or whatever there's all this like intrigue and you know mostly the conferences are playing each other again just like what kind of stands out to you as something interesting
1: as interesting things to
2: watch league-wide
1: number one there's gonna be more fans in the stands I think man we're we're, we're waiting for them we're happy to see that watching some Games all day on Saturday and Sunday. It was so fun to watch, you know, some more some real life people there, um, which encourages us. It gets us back to to loving what we, what the sport we love, and it just adds that extra. Uh, there's a little bit more on the line, you know. It drives you a little bit more. Two, it's 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 just always nice to see new players coming to the league. You know, you get Austin. I think you're right. Austin will be exciting. New stadium, Austin. New stadium. A coach like like Josh Wolf, who's been with Berhalter forever, and you see it's. Right away, going to be a style of play. It's going to be very tactical. A lot of position possession. That excites me. L.A.F.C. is L.A.F.C. Anytime you play L.A.F.C., you want to you want to gauge where you're at within uh, you know where your team's at tactically and, and and within the league because if you can compete with them, you can compete against anywhere. I love Almeida's side. They never put their 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 fist down. they they're a team that challenges all tactically and, and physically and emotionally. Um, you know, Robin and, and Luch. I thought it was one of the most exciting games of the weekend with, with Colorado and, and Dallas. It was a very good game. Uh, it was a scoreless draw, but you watch the first seven minutes, and, and and that'll tell you the type of game it was. It was a tactical game, exciting attacking soccer. Um, I'm, I'm happy in, for Greg Vanney at Galaxy. I thought you saw a quick change in, in their tactical approach and the exciting movements and rotations that they do that force you to think and how you're going to play again. Like, there's so much. Uh, That excites me as a fan, and I think excites uh, the players. But more than anything, I think the players just had such a long layoff that just by throwing the ball out, they get excited. So you know, we'll we'll take it a, a, a week at a time. But there's nothing but excitement from our side.